It's North Carolina's third game of the young college basketball season, and this time around, after two good but not elite performances, it's time for the Tar Heels to lock in and dominate. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, what's up? It's Friday, November 17th, 2023. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you everydayers for joining us to get your Tar Heels content every single day. For those of you joining us for the first time or returning, welcome in. We're glad you're here. All of you, come on and join us in the Locked on Tar Heels Discord. It's just a chat platform where we're hanging out all day talking Carolina athletics. A great weekend to do it. We got final, uh, the field hockey final four. Uh, both soccer teams are in the NCAA tournament, and of course, the Tar Heels are playing uh, UC Riverside tonight. Lots of basketball chat going on, and then Clemson tomorrow. Don't miss out. Come join us today. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepickscom college and use code LockedOnCollege for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Speaking of that Clemson football game tomorrow, coming up on uh, today's show, we're going to be previewing the basketball game, looking all into that. We'll have the four corners preview, um, a little rundown of UC Riverside, and three things that I think Carolina has to do tonight to win this game and really set their sights on what is ahead. But also, there is a second Locked on Tar Heels full episode today with Brian Chacos, who works for the Rams club, but is a former Carolina offensive lineman, was actually on the team that beat the last time Carolina won at Clemson. And so he provides some great insight on, on the football game for tomorrow, as well as he's a second season ticket holder for the women's basketball team. And so we we talk some about Courtney Banghart and the team and, and their upcoming schedule as well. So make sure to check that out. I'm going to link it right up here. Okay, UC Riverside, before we get to talking about the, the, the opponent, the team, before we do my typical four corners preview, I want to talk a little bit about what I'm um, thinking in terms of the philosophy of this game. I want to give you three very specific things, even outside the four corners preview, that I really am expecting the Tar Heels to do in this game. So y- you look at it, and it's the last chance this game to quote unquote dry try stuff before you enter a whole slew of games that will ratchet up the competition, the stakes, and the resume building potential that Carolina has in front of them. And so it's it's like this balance tonight of trying stuff, but really starting to lock in and move forward. Because after this game tonight, Carolina only has one more buy game. And it's not until Friday, December 29th against Charleston Southern. Just a little bit of a respite before Carolina kicks off the main chunk of the ACC play, heading up to Pitt that next Tuesday night on January 2nd. Seriously, here's the schedule between tonight, UC Riverside, and that game against Charleston Southern on December 29th. You ready for this? Northern Iowa. uh, It's eight games, by the way. Northern Iowa, a nice little bridge game from these three bye games into the rest of all these major conference teams Carolina will play. This is the best team Northern Iowa is, the best team on paper that Carolina will have played thus far. But after that, 
the next day on Thanksgiving. Carolina, again, will either play Texas Tech or Villanova. And then on Black Friday, either Arkansas, Michigan, who looks a lot better than expected, Memphis, who looks a lot better than expected, or Stanford. So uh, got those games. And then after that, Tennessee, Florida State, UConn, Kentucky, and Oklahoma. And so, y'all, like, this is it. The last chance to really get dialed in and make sure Carolina is ready for everything that's coming at them this season. So with that, that means that there can be zero looking ahead. They have to be so dialed in tonight. So that in mind, here are three very specific things that I believe the Tar Heels must do tonight. Number one, execute. And by that, I don't mean any one specific thing. I mean everything from passes to fast breaks to running sets well to to, uh, executing enough to get the best shot available, good angles on entry passes, um, staying locked in on defense, like everything you can imagine that we're talking about from an execution standpoint, I mean. And part of this is the more you execute, the more you take care of business, business from the tip, the more it allows everyone later on in the game to to rest and to not have to play 30 minutes or more. It's kind of like, you know, schoolwork. If you take care of your stuff now early in the semester, then when you get to Thanksgiving break, like we're at right now, you're not um, having to scramble and scurry to get everything done because you procrastinated. The more work Carolina can do early in this game and the more execution they can do, the better off they're going to be later. In fact, there's only one time so far this season a Carolina player has played 30 or more minutes. That was Cormac Ryan in the first game against Radford, and even that was just 30 minutes, 37 seconds. I want more of that in this game. Part of that is saving your legs for next Wednesday through Friday at the Battle for Atlantis. There are 600 minutes of action that Coach Davis has to dole out across those three days, 200 minutes of game action a game. And he's going to have to figure out how to do that. One of the best ways is by starting to save your legs tonight against UC Riverside. But it means taking care of things early. By the way, speaking of Bahamas, in case you're interested, I know Carolina doesn't play till Wednesday, but they will be traveling down on Sunday. So there's just a note for you. So take care of business, execute, get off your feet. Number two, what I think Carolina must do, guard like crazy. If you watched yesterday's episode with Coach Rob, This is one of the things he talked about, and I want to reiterate it again. Kind of a twofold idea on defense. A, guard your man or any help that you need to give to others with help defense. But then secondly, finish every defensive possession with a rebound. Not letting UC Riverside get on the offensive glass. Um, and, And so that means everyone getting there and doing the work, whether that's Armando Zayden High, Harrison Ingram, RJ sticking his nose in as he always does. Paxson Wojcik is a good rebounder. Um, And so Carolina's got to do those things. Part of this guarding like crazy is I know it felt particularly with Lehigh that they went crazy from three and they kind of did, made 13 threes, but they took a lot of shots to get there. In totality so far this year between Radford and Lehigh, those two teams have shot below 40%. A combined 39.4% Carolina held those first two teams to. But yet, while that number tells a a good truth about what Carolina has done defensively, there's more there. 
I, I see it. You see it. As you watch Carolina play defense, there is more to be given. And so while that's a, that's a good number to hold your opponents to, you also have to consider the opponent. And I'd like to see Carolina lock in even more capably and more early in this game, not just when things are getting a little close and a little, eh, I want to see from the tip Carolina locked in defensively. The third thing that Carolina must do is really start settling more into role definition. While again, I said, this is the last chance to kind of try stuff before, before it gets real, before it gets significant with competition. Um, I, while I know it's a game to try some of those things, Carolina has to s- continue defining what everyone's roles will be. This has been something that's been really kind of off and on in the Coach Davis era so far. And I would, for the player's sake, like to see more consistency in in who's coming in and what order and how long and how many minutes, just so they can all mentally prepare for what that's going to be and what's going to look like. Because you don't want to be settling into those roles in Atlantis. You want to head down to Atlantis kind of already knowing what that is. So that Northern Iowa is not a test of that. Northern Iowa is a test of, all right, we got three games in three days, boys. How are we going to attack game one? That's what you're thinking about, not like, what is my role in this situation? Everyone needs to know their role and execute from Armando to James Aconquo to the walk-ons and everyone in between. They have to know what their role is and be able to execute it willingly at a high level. So what does all that lead to? These three things that Carolina must do, execute guard like crazy and role definition. Hopefully, if you do those things correctly, it leads to a dominant blowout win tonight against UC Riverside. That's what I'm looking for. Carolina has not yet covered this season, like the point spread. I I want to see the Tar Heels just absolutely blow the gates off of this team, just lambast them. And I know that Coach Davis is not worried about this in the least, about the score. He's just worried about his team getting better one more data point at a time, game by game, because it's not his job to worry about what the margin of victory is. His job is to get his team prepared for every game in the season long endeavor. But my job is to be concerned about those things so that we can process it together. So I've been pleased that the first two games have been testing periods, trial periods. But now I think from a fan base perspective, what everyone needs to see is Carolina just go out and absolutely wreck a team and say, hey, what's up? I know it's UC Riverside, but take notice of what just happened in the Dean Dome tonight because it's something that you don't want to forget and the opponents shouldn't forget. That's what I'm looking for tonight. So who is this UC Riverside team? What do they do well? What should Carolina be on the lookout for as this California school comes calling? Oh, we will get there in just a second. Right after I tell you that this episode of Locked on Tar Heels is brought to you by Prize Picks. Hey, you want to play alongside Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill or comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, which is created specifically for combo projections, including two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey's made threes and receptions. Smash it together, you go in more or less. I love it. Prize Picks is the easiest and most exciting and creative way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. You pick more or less 
on two to six players' stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. For example, tomorrow's matchup against Clemson, Drake May's passing yards is set at 270.5, and and Omarion Hampton's rushing total is set at 89.5. Hopefully, both of those will be the more. So go to prizepicks.com slash lockedoncollege and use code lockedoncollege for a first deposit matchup to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash lockedoncollege and use code lockedoncollege for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Okay, UNC hosting UC Riverside, the Highlanders, the second Highlanders Carolina has played. Radford is also the Highlanders. How crazy is that this game is tonight friday november 17th 8 p.m eastern on the acc network fanduel our betting partner doesn't have a line up yet for it so let's just use the ken palm line which has carolina favored by 22 so a little bit less than the line was against lehigh but still um a a 20 or more point line and again i am looking for the tar heels to dominate and cover that spread Series record uh, all-time between Carolina and UC Riverside? You might be guessing it, but it's 0-0. These two teams have never played. This is the first time. Uh, I want to say a little bit about, about their program because they, they do have some cool things going on right now. Their head coach is Mike McPayo. He's in his fourth season right now. He is the first ever. This is super cool. Filipino-American D1 men's head basketball coach. So super cool. Um, to have that. And he has done, Coach Magpio has done a great job with this program. Prior to him being there, they had been in D1 for 19 seasons and had never, never had a winning record in the Big West Conference. Never. That's tough, man. But in the three years since Coach Magpio has been the head coach, they've had a winning conference record every one of those years, including uh, getting to their first ever D1 20 win season last year. They were 22 and 12. So all of that to me, regardless of level, when you're doing things that a program has never done before, that is clearly one of the signs and indicators that this man is a legitimately very good basketball coach. That's probably going to only continue getting recognition. So man, I seriously, I love this. I know it's an opponent, but coach Magpio, great on you. Uh, for doing a things never before done at UC Riverside. Keep it going, man. This is good for college basketball, and that's what we all want to see. Uh, UC Riverside right now is 252nd at Ken Palm. In case you need the reference, there are 361 total teams in Division One this year. Preseason, they were picked 7th out of 11 teams in the Big West. And based on what they've done the last couple of years, I would expect them to do better than that. Um, However, this, in terms of preseason poll projections for their conference, would be the, the worst because both Radford and Lehigh were picked second in their conference preseason. So in terms of results so far, UC Riverside has played three games. They are one and two. They beat California Merced, who's not a Division I school, so you kind of throw that out a little bit. And then they've lost their other two games at Utah by 29. Uh, Utah, by the way, who beat Wake Forest on Thursday night. And then they lost at Portland by 11 points. So, you know, a, a rough start to the season, but it is, um, you know, a, a higher level competition there, even with Portland, who's in the West Coast Conference. Um, in terms of players to watch, 
unfortunately for UC Riverside, last year's stud Zion Pullen actually transferred down to Florida. So they're kind of reshifting, figuring out who their stud is going to be. Thus far this season, their leading scorers are Barrington Hargris and Isaiah Moses, who have 12.3 and 10 points per game, respectively. Both guards. So once again, Carolina is going to be tested in the backcourt. They gotta, gotta, gotta be able to stop dribble penetration as best as possible. Now, Moses is a Juco transfer, but he was first team All-American Juco last year. And so uh, like a a six foot kind of dynamo that you should uh, be on the watch out for. However, despite the fact of how well these two dudes are doing, Coach McPio says that their strength is in the front court. So just some of the names to know in the front court are Will Tattersall, Kyle Owens, Luke Turner, and Jalen Martinez. So be watching out for these various personnel pieces. But right now, the two biggest names to know, at least from a scoring punch standpoint, are Barrington Hargris and Isaiah Moses. Uh, Just a couple other bullet points about UC Riverside, and, and then we'll get to our four corners preview. They will play at a slower pace than Carolina's wanting to push. Remember, Carolina is trying to get back to that Roy Williams breakneck, uh, but controlled breakneck speed. Not quite there yet, but but doing well. However, UC Riverside is 245th in the nation in adjusted tempo, so they're not trying to run. I'm not saying they're Virginia, good, goodness gracious, yuck, but um, they, they are a slower team. They average 64.7 points a game. Now, one of their bugaboos preseason that that was looked at was that they would not be a good three-point shooting team. And so far on the young young season, that has borne out to be true. They are 29 of 98. Yes, you heard me. 29 out of 98 from three. That's 29.6%. So they were worried about their three-point shooting. And uh, yikes, it's there. So uh, that'll be interesting for Carolina. I'll say more about that three-point shooting here in just a little bit in the Four Corners preview. One other thing I just want to note is that Hargris, who I said is the leading scorer right now, is not a starter. He is coming off the bench, although he's playing starters minutes and has been the leading scorer two of the three games. And so uh, kind of an interesting dynamic there, kind of similar to what Carolina's done so far with Elliott Cadeau, although he's not the leading scorer. But I say that to say while he's coming off the bench, he's essentially playing starters minutes. So watch out for that. So when when UC Riverside gets going, their leading score will not even be in the game. I mean, literally has not started this year at all. So that's a little bit of a primer for you on UC Riverside. I want to get to my favorite part of every pregame preview, and that is our four corners preview honoring coach Dean Smith. So We're going to talk about that in just a second. But before we get there, I need to tell you that this episode of Locked on Tar Heels is brought to you by Athletic Brewing. Now it's time for your game changer of the week brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Much like Armando Baycott's unbelievable performance last Sunday against Lehigh, we expect another one tonight, by the way. Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good, full flavor, and well-crafted, just like a full-strength beer. Seriously, let me remind you of Baycott's numbers, why he was so electric Sunday. 22 points, 20 boards, was 6 of 6 from the free throw line. We talked about it earlier in the week, but he's 11 of 12 from the stripe early this season. Great stuff. Athletic Brewing has over 50 styles of craft non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, Golden Sours, and 
more. And these brews truly are fit for all times. You can drink them whenever, anywhere, and make any activity more enjoyable, like watching Carolina against UC Riverside tonight or against Clemson tomorrow. Man, that's the time to do it. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can get locked on, uh, use code locked on to get 15% off at their first online order. That's code locked on at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. All right, it's time for our four corners preview, where I give you four things that I will be watching for in this basketball game, just to get an idea of what Carolina is doing, whether it's in-game or big picture things. Let's hit you with those right now. Number one in the four corners preview. We just mentioned Elliot Cadeau. I'm watching to see if Carolina will roll with the same starters in this game that they have been doing. As a reminder, it's RJ Davis, Paxson Wojcik, Cormac Ryan, Harrison Ingram, and Armando Baycott, or if they will make adjustments. I do truly feel that at some point this season, in the short term or long term, Carolina will make one, maybe two lineup adjustments. We will see. But here's the potential wrinkle that I am. Interested to see if and when the starters are adjusted. I actually don't think it's going to be Elliot Cadeau, at least right now, that is the one joining the starting lineup, but rather Jalen Withers. It seems like from all the things I've heard this offseason leading up and even more recently, it seemed more like Jalen Withers would be the fifth starter rather than Paxson Wojcik. But with the injuries he was dealing with, Carolina kind of adjusted. Now that he's getting back to full strength, I think that if and when Carolina makes that switch, we will see, <clears throat> excuse me, Jalen Withers be the one to join the starting lineup. So keep your eyes on that. But hang on. As I just said about UC Riverside, we're more interested. Yes, we care about who starts because that matters, the tone you set for the game, all those kind of things. But at the end of the day, what actually matters more? Like I know starters is a fun thing to like dream about and think about and off-season topic, etc. But what matters more is who's actually playing starters minutes and also who actually closes the game. That's what we need to be watching out for. So kind of keep tabs on that throughout the game. Who's playing the most minutes and who is it that actually is playing at crunch time? Now, in a game like this against UC Riverside, we hopefully will not have crunch time and so you might not get an idea of it but definitely next week at Atlantis we'll get an idea of who those closing closers are if we're talking about five starters let's talk five closers that's what we'll be looking for number two in our four corners recap three-point shooting both ways actually let me start with the Carolina side of it I would like to see the Tar Heels have a more successful than they have had thus far shooting game beyond the arc you might recall that against Radford, Carolina actually started off five of five. Perfect from the from the three-point line. I was like, dang, Tar Heels, let's go. But since then, they are seven of 32. So the rest of that game and the Lehigh game, after starting five of five, Carolina is seven for 32. That's just 21.9%. It's got to go up, got to improve. We expect it to, but it just, that's a thing right now. R.J. Davis, Harrison Ingram, they are both over 35%. Of course, it's a small sample size, but it would be nice to see Cormac Ryan um, just splash a bunch 
tonight. So keep an eye out for that. Now, on the flip side, as I said, one of UC Riverside's acknowledged flaws coming into the season was three-point shooting. And again, that's borne out this season 29.6% so far. But here's what's curious to me. Despite shooting such a woeful percentage from beyond the arc, almost half of UC Riverside's attempts are from three. Isn't that weird? They've taken 200 field goals so far this season. 98 of them, so just two shy of half, have been from the three-point arc. So what does that mean for Carolina? Dare them. Dare them to beat you with the three. If they came into the season saying they're going to struggle and they are struggling, make them struggle some more. And honestly, probably the best thing that could happen is UC Riverside pours in a couple to start the game because then they get trigger happy from deep and that law of averages is going to average out. So keep an eye on that. Watch Carolina to maybe sag a little bit, work at keeping those ball handlers in front of them and uh, daring UC Riverside to shoot. Third on the four corners recap, handling defensive diversity. Here's what I mean by that. Coach McPio has gone and does some study with uh, Heat coach Eric Spolstra, who we know shifts defenses and does some other junk things. That's part of what helped the Heat down the stretch last year in such a big way. And so UC Riverside likes to do some of that too, switching defenses, switching zone, different types of zones. And so Carolina is going to have to be ready for that. Stay on the alert, be ready to attack in whatever they need, right? Like if it's man-to-man, just run your usual typical stuff. If they go to a 2-3 zone, just like playing Syracuse, you got to get to the high post and let that player, whether it's probably Harrison Ingram, is, is the guy you want in the high post in that scenario. Let Baycott run the baseline, let the other guys get on the wings, shift the ball back, these kind of things. they got to be ready for whatever those defenses are. Uh, diagnose them quickly so that they're not wasting shot clock trying to figure out what kind of defense they're playing and then get into the action. Number four on our four corners preview. I said it earlier in the week, but I want to reiterate it again because I think it's this important. I want to see a non-Armando, non-RJ player step up in a major way, in an impactful way, and announce his arrival on this year's team. Now, that doesn't have to be scoring. I think that's the misnomer there, right? Like, we, we look at what happened against Lehigh where both Armando and RJ scored 22 points. Great, cool. Would love to see a player beat them in scoring, whether it's Harrison Ingram or Cormac. You know, if Cormac goes nuts from three, love it. Would love to see it. But it could just be somebody who steps up in a new way, doing lots of complimentary things that we haven't seen yet. And and part of the reason for that is I want it on tape for God and all the world to see. I want opponents to see what Carolina is doing and tremble. Or tremble. But very seriously, whether maybe it is Seth doling out a bunch of assists and taking care of the ball like he did against Lehigh, three assists, zero turnovers. That's what I'm talking about. I want to see non-Armando, non-RJ players doing that kind of work. Now, I'm not saying I don't want Armando and RJ to go nuts. It's just that I want other people to go nuts with them. So watch for that. Who's the guy that's going to step up and claim like I am that dude to join RJ and Armando? All right, let's take a little bit of a weekend whip around because as I said off the top of the show, there's some neat stuff going on around Carolina this weekend. Um, the the Clemson, the Carolina versus Clemson football game is at 3.30 Saturday. I say that because 30 minutes before that, back home in Carmichael, the women's basketball team will be tipping off against Elon. It's also their last tune-up before they head down to their multi-team event over Thanksgiving week. Uh, that game's on ACC Network Extra. Again, that's Saturday at 3. Field hockey, 
Big, 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 massive weekend. It is Aaron Matson's first year as head coach, and she's in the final four. She did it all the time as a player. Why would we expect anything less? So here's the schedule. And by the way, Carolina is hosting this final four. So everything's at home. You'll love that. Today, Friday at noon Eastern, Carolina is playing Virginia, who upset number four seed Maryland last weekend. In the quarterfinal, that game will be on ESPN+. Plus. If Carolina should be so fortunate as to beat an ACC foe on Sunday at 1.30 Eastern, the Tar Heels would then take on either another ACC opponent and arch rival in Duke, who's the three seed, or once again, Northwestern, who is the two seed. That game will be on ESPN. So got to take care of business today against Northwestern, but then a national championship is possible again on Sunday. Women's soccer and men's soccer, both in the NCAA tournament. Uh, the women's uh, event is a little further along. Carolina will be playing at 3.30 today on the women's side. They will face Bama, who is the sixth seed in the region. Carolina is the three seed. That's in Lubbock, Texas on ESPN+. Plus. If Carolina wins, then on Sunday at 2, they would face the winner of Princeton or Texas Tech. Again, remember they're playing this in Lubbock. As for the men, they got a bye in the first round. But the second round on Sunday, they will play Memphis at home at 5 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. Wrestling is in action this weekend in Champaign, Illinois. Um, two matches on Sunday. They'll face Central Michigan at 1. That's on Big Ten Network+. Plus, and then actually face Illinois later on on Sunday. Volleyball hosting FSU Sunday at 1 on ACC Network Extra. And Cross Country has the uh, national championships in Charlottesville, actually, on Saturday at 10 a.m. All right, folks, that's it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Once again, let me remind you, there's another full episode today unpacking and preparing for the uh, football game against Clemson. Great conversation with Brian Chacos. Make sure you check that out. Uh, we will be back with you, hopefully, after the basketball game. If not, definitely after the football game to unpack some of that, even before we get to Monday's show during Feast Week. Cannot wait for all of that. Again, come join our Discord. The link is in the show notes. We're having a great conversation all the time. Or you can email us, LockedOnTarHeels at gmail.com. Also, if you would, go leave a review wherever you can find reviews to let folks know why you love this show so much. It helps spread the word. It really does. Also, please subscribe to the show on video and audio formats. Smash the like button so we know you're here and would love to hear your comments on today's show and the things we discuss. It's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. We'll talk again this weekend. But until then, peace.